You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. I'm Andre Pru from underwinereview.ca. I'm Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinereview.com. And we are Two Guys Talking Wine. We are. And today we are talking about another trade show. Well, another show. Uh, I went to the trade portion. You went to the consumer portion. Yes. As you are apt to do because you actually have a day job. Well, Wine and is drinking. You are a producer at CFRB. That's right. And, but I, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I do enjoy going to the consumer portions just to see and hear what people are are enjoying. Uh, because, I mean, all we have to do is take a look at our Bac au Noir podcast, where if you haven't listened to it yet, I suggest you go back and, and listen to it. Um, the consumer and the journalist and the trade are not all necessarily drinking the same thing. No, and I can tell you that's the same thing at, uh, at at many trade shows. So I come at it from a more a trade angle, let's say. I, I, I hear what our colleagues are saying, and you hear what the consumer is saying, and I think we've discussed it. The consumer is wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I just, I well, I mean, that'll be another podcast for another day, and I've been saying that a lot over the past couple that, that we've that we've done. Uh, but the, the consumer's never wrong, unfortunately. But the, no, con- the consumer, the consumer is, can the be consumer educated. Is always right. I yeah. just, for lack of a better thing, I, I sometimes believe the consumer needs better education, especially when it comes to Ontario. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. What are you American? <laughs> uh, so the trade show we're talking about is county and the city. So today we're going to talk about. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> And um, I know that you and I uh, have probably some of our best conversations when the tape is not rolling. Yes. Um, look, I love the county. My wife loves the county. It is it is such a bucolic place to go. It is so beautiful. And in the summer or the fall, it really is uh, the wine region to get away from it all well and there's a lot of really creative passionate people out there um a lot of really gritty winemaking and i I mean that fully as as a compliment because there's some experimentation happening in that region that uh isn't happening anywhere else in in the province some of it by choice some of it because it's just a bunch of crazy farmers but when you say that i also would like to point out to some of these guys doing the crazy shit um, maybe we should focus on winemaking first. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. It's the same thing with all of these trends. Like, I've been talking to people a little bit about natural wine, orange wine, whatever you want to call it. The bottom line is the wine has to taste good. I mean, it, and it doesn't have to taste good just to you. You still have to sell the wine. And uh, But before you go out on a limb and try wacky stuff... Yeah. Let's get the winemaking down to proper, really good winemaking, something that you can hang your winery's hat upon. Yes. And then go, you know what? Now I'm going to make, I, I, I don't know, whatever else you want to make, be experimental. But at least something that you can put on the table to me and go, this is my signature wine. I am very, very, very proud of this wine. I think it is fantastic. And then say, and then I'm working, I'm working on this. 
Don't go, here's my five experimental wines and tell me this is what your winery is about because that's not what your winery is about. Before we get into the, the wines, though, um, I do think that it's it's fair to level some critique at the event itself. I which mean, is county in the city, and yes. we're talking about the one in Toronto, yes, which is at the Berkeley Church, yes, and not the great. I have to say, first of all, not the greatest venue for it because of the steep stairs, and if you have just a little too much to drink, I see trouble brewing. I think it's even just a little clumsy getting up and down the stairs. It's just sort of like the wineries that are are shoved upstairs. It almost feels like, uh, you know, they're kind of jammed in a corner. There's not a lot of foot space up on top. Um, it's a little clunky to get up and down. It is. And, 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 you know, you would think you would shove, you know, also ran wineries up there. You know, here's where the experimental guys are. But, you know, you, know, you had Rose Tall Run. Yep. Um, you had Casadea up yep. there. Uh, Norman Hardy, Lacey. You had what was that? Norman Hardy and Lacey were also upstairs. But anyways, let's let's continue on. I mean, the one thing that was a little bit surprising was uh, the evening portion. It, it was it wasn't empty, but it wasn't as busy as any of the other shows that uh, I've been to. I would tell you the trade portion was also very quiet. I was very surprised. And I would have to level a little bit of the criticism to maybe Wine Align, who uh, was a co-sponsor, and Drink Inc., uh, who was also the presenter. I did not get an invite or I did not hear about the show until a week before. And that, I think, is poor planning. They got to get the word out a lot better. And I think if, if they're going to take an example from a wine show that I think did it really well, it would be the Oregon show. They were amazing to get that grassroots Twitter, Facebook following out to their show. So yeah. guys at Drinking, guys at Wine Align, talk to Will Prudham. Maybe he's got a little bit of advice for you on how to really get that going. Well, and I mean, we're going to do a, a podcast about the Oregon show coming up shortly, uh, but it was very well attended and they had updates on all social media channels daily letting you know what was happening at, at that event whereas and they had such they had such buzz coming yeah. up to it like i don't think anybody was there to, was like oh, i got to go to a, another tasting it was like i really want to see what's going on here yes. and the county is the same thing everybody wants to know what's going on in the county but this was such a lackluster promoted show this is the the least promoted county in the city that I've ever seen. Well, I mean, we even talked about some of the other um, shows that we've been to recently that uh, we're going to be talking about. The California show had invites and save the date emails coming out months ahead of time. Um, we've got the New Zealand show coming up. Uh, I got uh, two emails about it today, both for the trade and the consumer portion. So the word's out for that. So, I mean, I know we're kind of flogging a dead horse at this point, And uh, hopefully... The powers that be are listening to this, but uh, this event could have and should have been better promoted. It sh and it should have been much better attended because there is there is a lot of good things happening in the county. I know we shat on them a little bit at the beginning, but there are. Now let's get to the what really makes the county the county and so interesting. Yes, the wines. So um, I, I know you have your list of really great wines that you tasted. Uh, I would like to start by shouting out to two wineries. Can I do that, Andre? Can Absolutely. Do Let's do it. Oh, okay. So uh, some some winery that I thought was really upcoming 
one of those wineries that started out really slowly, and I was like, I, I hope they get better, and they have. Trail Estate, what a fantastic uh, wild ferment Chardonnay they have. It's unbelievably good. And I know it's a Chardonnay, and I just said it was unbelievably good, and I must be drunk. No, I, I mean, their winemaker, uh, Mackenzie, was the assistant winemaker at Norman Hardy a few years ago. And um, I, I'm I'm glad to see her still making wine in the county. I didn't have a chance to stop by Trail Estate. I'll have to make sure that I stop by there on my next visit to uh, to the county. My other standout wine, really standout wine, is from a winery, again, that I'm like, you know, you love the people and you're like, I hope they they make it. And their wines have always been good, but not great to me. But suddenly I'm like staring into this glass of 2012 uh, Cabernet Franc that's four years in French oak. And I'm tasting it over and over and over again and can't bring myself to spit the wine because it is so damn good this is a brilliant piece of winemaking from a fabulous vintage and it's a fabulous wine i can't i cannot just spit it out pinkus this was great this it's just i just i, I was speechless yeah you didn't speechless. say the winery name yet oh did i not no lacy estates there you go lacy estate comes out with the cab franc of the show i would say it's one of the best in the province right now and it's just it very was, interesting, very good. And I had a chance to taste it uh, late last year. And it's, I mean, this is one that's going to hold together. They've got it in Magnum. So if you head to the winery, you can pick this up was, in a large that, format. That was, my, that was my wine of the show, really was. And from a, from a place that I did not expect to have that kind of great wine. Now, if I have to pick um, my wineries to give a shout out to... Uh, I'm going to talk about Carlo Estate. I know that uh, you're not a fan of writing about tank samples, but uh, they had a few interesting things that were off the tank and, and close to be to being to being bottled. And wine's worth keeping an eye on. And I mean, the full disclaimer is if you're going to go to the winery and you're going to taste this wine when the label's on it, it could be very different from what we've talked about here. So there's my disclaimer. But um, there was a wild ferment Pinot Gris that was uh, very interesting. Had a nice uh, bready note on the nose. Uh, just that little bit of funk that you get from the wild ferment uh, Chardonnay that I'm a big fan of. If anyone's read any review of a, a wild ferment uh, Niagara Chardonnay on my website. But the Pinot Gris was just a really well put together wine. I, you're allowed to keep going. All right. And also the uh, 2015 Cabernet Franc. Uh, from Carlo, which was made with county fruit, and it was a nice uh, light to medium-bodied franc with really great phenolics, so there was no bell pepper, spearmint, eucalyptus. It was just beautifully ripe and fruity franc from the county from 2015. Now, obviously made by uh, Derek Barnett. Yes. And um, as you said, I am opposed to really talking about tank samples uh, and even when I did uh, my stuff from Italy, which you can find on my website, michaelpinkuswinereview.com, um, I even go as far as to say, look, I do not score tank samples. I will 
uh, say whether I think it's got good potential, better potential, or the best potential for being a great wine. Uh, but that's as far as I'll go because when you – between tank or barrel <laughs> to bottle, so much can happen that can screw up a wine that I, you know, I don't want to say, oh, I love this wine. And then you go, well, I don't know what wine you were tasting. So I, I always put the disclaimer, here's what I, th- here's what I think there's good potential and yes, I thought there was good potential for that wine, but I'd like to see it in bear in a bottle first before I'm I'm ready to uh, to laud it as you are. Well, and I mean that's it. I mean I did give the disclaimer on this. These are wines worth keeping an eye on, and uh, I, I mean for Carlo, we're now getting to uh, the point where we're tasting some of Derek Barnett's wines on his own, and uh, I mean a lot of the wines that have recently been coming up from Carlo were started by uh, Richard. And, uh, I mean, it is always interesting, um, when you do have a winemaker who needs to finish work that was started by someone else. And I know that you're going to talk about the, uh, tank sample of the three dog Pinot Gris. Yes. That was another very, very good wine. But I mean, I know we've already said it. It's something worth keeping an eye on. I'll wait until I see, um, how good the wine is when it's in the bottle, but it shows really good potential to be, uh, probably the best wine that uh, John's made at Three Dogs. I, I think the aromatics on that were fantastic. But again, as you said, I'm waiting to see how it finishes up. Uh, looking also at some of the other wineries that we really enjoyed stuff from, um, I, I know that uh, Day is, uh, I don't know, is it Casadea or Casadea? Casadea. Okay, so it is Casadea. I really like that day as Cuvée. A Charmat, Charmat, uh, a Charmat wine, sorry, I'll try that one more time. A Charmat sparkling wine, Pinot Noir Chardonnay blend. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was lovely. You know, the price at twenty two ninety five was uh, was right where I'd want it to be for uh, what it is. It is a beautiful sipper or deck dock patio, uh, but also could probably be brought to the table and poured as an aperitif and and everybody would be like wow I, I really like that that just nice fresh fruity lively acidity green apple lemon drop it just it had everything i was looking for in a really pleasant uh yet simple sparkling wine you know if if um if i can give a winery a shout out Casadea is always at the top of the, the list and i mean there's so many the wineries that get a lot of attention in Prince Edward County, the wineries that are really doing well with premium wines. If we're talking about Norman Hardy, we're talking about Hinterland, we're talking about uh, Rose Hall Run. Uh, and I mean, the top end of their portfolios are really, I mean, you know, drop everything, drive out of Toronto, pick them up. But Casadea, their, uh, their wines, there's nothing terribly expensive there. Uh, Paul Badalana is a very creative winemaker and... I mean, I don't think I've ever had a wine from Casadea that I thought was um, not worth the price of admission. Yeah, the pricing is, is very good. I was also, um, and I, this is a retasting, but I got to give them a shout out because I tasted this wine again. And I said, is this one of the newer bottlings of this wine or is it the same bottling? And the guy behind the table, it was not Dan Sullivan or or Lynn uh, there. It was whoever they had manning the booth that day. Um, 
but it was from Rose Hall, and that ceremony, sparkling, is just to die for. It is so fucking good. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with that. And the thing is, like, I, I look back at the notes that I, I made because we got a chance to taste it almost a year ago, and man, has that wine really come together. It's it's almost like a Polaroid picture that's coming into focus, and I don't know how much more exposed it can get. It's just, I, I just, I can't wait to, to see how that wine's going to continue to evolve. Well, you know, what's going to happen is uh, what I was asking, because I, I, I know Dan's keeping some on Lee's longer. He still has some, you know, back catalog of it, and he was going to release some at three years. He was going to release some at three and a half or four or whatever. And they were still looking at the two years on Lee's, and it is such a laser-focused wine. I cannot laud that wine enough because I, I could drink that all day. All right. Well, I'm going to give one more winery shout-out, and then we can start to to wrap this up because it, since we're talking about value and we talked about Casadea, another one of my favorite wineries for value is Stanner's. Um, his county Chardonnay and Pinot Noir uh, I, I believe that's all he has is wines made with county fruit. I could be wrong. I think I think you're. I think he used to bring in some Pinot Gris and some Cabernet Franc, but I think he's trying to lean more towards the county stuff as and not be so reliant on uh, Niagara as as I think many Prince Edward County wineries are trying to do. Uh, as long as they can, you know, get a proper vintage out of it, they want to lean more onto their own fruit than bringing Niagara. Well, I mean, the the thing is, he's got a, a beautiful Chardonnay. It's a little bit funky. Uh, it it just it it drinks very easily, and it's um, it looks like thirty bucks a bottle. Yeah, no, his pricing is is right right there. Speaking of thirty dollars a bottle of wine, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to do this again, Andre. I, I want to get a gun. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe shoot my own foot off or uh, or chop my tongue off somehow. But uh, Huff's new 2014 South Bay Chardonnay, uh, you know, I think having a French winemaker really, really helps focus that Chardonnay. Hey, that that's, was, that's that's the excuse I'm going with. That one was on my list, too. And uh, I'm a big fan of that, that Chardonnay as well. Uh, I, at the, the, the consumer tasting, it was served a little bit cold, but I had a, a little bit in my glass. I walked around, let it warm up and... I mean, if you're going to get into that wine, make sure you don't serve it too cold. Yeah, no, I, it's it's still it's still a it's still a good wine. All right, well, hopefully for next year's county in the city, it'll be a little bit better promoted, a little bit better attended because there were a lot of wineries there. There was a lot of stuff worth tasting. And more wineries there this year. I I thought yep. there was more wineries than ever before. Yep. And some there for the very first time. So yep. it was great to see the county really getting behind this event. Yes. Sadly, I think the promotion lacked a little bit on this one. Yes. And if I can say anything to the promoters, God damn it, get better glassware. Snob. I know, but I want to taste the... You know, when you get a good Pinot, you get a good Chard, you get a good sparkling wine, you want to taste it in the best glassware possible. And some of these guys, some of these promoters really cheap out on the glassware for these events. And it really bothers the shit right out of me. Well, there we go. Just, uh, you know what? If, if nothing else, go for a straight ISO glass. I'd be happy. All right. I'm tired of bitching. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Send angry phone calls to Michael Pincus. 
I'm Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Sure, send them my way. I'm Andre Proof from AndreWineReview.ca. And uh, as always, good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. <laughs>